This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 137 of Banging on the Drum. Please go out there, like, subscribe, download. We'd greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how you doing today? I'm I'm doing really well. Um, things seem to be going more smoothly than they were last week when everybody in my house was sick. We're still not healthy, but we're not we're not stopping doing stuff from the sicknesses yet. They all got sick on your birthday week. Oh yeah. So the week prior to my birthday, everyone was sick at least one day. Uh my Middle son might be coming down with something currently, but as of today, he was relatively healthy. He took a nap today. That's pretty out of the norm. Okay. Good stuff, though, if everybody's everybody's yeah. finally getting better. It is that time of year, though, in Wisconsin. I, I guess even I got like a little something, but I think mine was just from having too much fun at a NHL game and then carrying the fun on and then losing my voice because I was yelling too much at it. Cause I haven't really felt sick. I think I just more lost my voice from cheering at a game. Yeah. So how is a like an NHL game? I don't think I've ever been. I don't is remember, better, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Good for it, you. It, no, it wasn't quite that bad, but it, but it, no, it's awesome. Uh, I wasn't that uh, hammered at the game. Uh, just, just pretty good and buzz, but the game was super fun. It was, I think I think I got to start looking something up because it was like an incredible comeback. So we're cheering for the Predators. They're playing the Dallas Stars. So it was two of the teams we had it in our oh, banging yeah, the drum right. favorite team running. Yep. And the Predators were up by two going into the third period, I want to say. They were either up one or two because it was two nothing at one point. And we're and, supposed to be Predators fan. Is that correct? Yeah. So – I just put something together too is so the Predators AAA team or whatever AHL team is in Milwaukee and the Brewers AAA team is in Nashville. So I'm curious, like I never put that together till I was going to go to this game, but I'm curious if there's some like city swap thing. I mean, they're close enough to each other, I guess, like where it's makes a little bit of sense, but you could definitely could find like a closer place to put a AAA team. I think I don't know. Yeah, but why would you? Like, what would be the purpose of that? I would think just to get people quicker. So, like, if you need a a guy from the AHL on your NHL team, it's like a four-hour drive or something. But maybe not. I guess. So, what, Nashville is probably like 10 hours driving? So, to Milwaukee, it's like just just over eight driving. Yeah, so that ain't shit. I mean, so in the a flight to Milwaukee is probably like 45 minutes if they go straight through. Yeah, that's true. So I guess you don't really need one. I'm surprised though, even though I've been hearing rumors that the White Sox are going to try to move to Nashville, which I think would be kind of cool. Like makes more sense to me in my head. But why the White Uh, Chicago can support two teams pretty easily though, I think. But I I like, I like a Nashville move for a pro team. I do. For a baseball team, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they. So I'm surprised Nashville doesn't already have a pro baseball team. To be honest, they have. They a pro do. Hockey. They have, they have uh, the Triple A. The Sounds, man. The Sounds, yeah, yeah. That's and pro. that's a good, great name. I do, uh, I do appreciate the name. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But yeah, no, the yeah. hockey game was super fun. And then just getting back to, I'll clean this story up real quick. Uh, they were up one. Uh, in the last minute of the game and they ended up losing three to two. So they scored two goals in one minute to send everybody in the crowd home sad. But my little like hockey watching knowledge is I think I do pick up sports fairly quickly. I, I don't know. Like I couldn't analyze the game, but it felt like Dallas was dominating the game. I, I don't know what the shots on goals or like possession time yeah. was, but I've like, it felt like Dallas had the puck a whole lot more and control. But is it that it's so like so better. if you're up, so if you're the Predators and you're up, is that like soccer where like they'll go into just defense mode and like make it impossible to score 
by playing like really, really difficult defense or something like that. That that could have been what was going on. So I guess I say that, but yeah, I, I didn't realize that like maybe that was the case. So, but I just know that happens in soccer, you know, and I don't know anything about hockey. So yeah, uh, maybe they did that, but it definitely didn't work out. I was talking to one fan that looked like uh, he's been there quite a few times, like going to the games is just his thing. And he didn't agree with me. So I could have been completely wrong. He was like, no, Nashville played a hell of a game. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, it seemed like Dallas was like just missing goal opportunities left and right. So I don't know. But, but yeah, that's, that's what I had. I forgot how we got off on that tangent, but oh, yeah. Well, that's what you did. That's what you did. Sick people. Yeah. What do you do over your birthday? Uh, so we actually did stay home. Like probably we were going to be at my in-laws, which is not abnormal, but my brother-in-laws were in town, two of them from uh, Vegas and then San Diego. And so we were going to be up there like three days straight and we stayed home three days straight because sickness and pink eye and like all kinds of bullshit around this house. And so damn pink eye got thrown into the mix too. Uh, yeah. So all three of my children have had pink eye in the last uh, two weeks. Were you farting on their pillows or what? Yeah, I was trying to give it to them, you know. So <laughs> yeah, that is what it is, though. But they don't know, so we don't tell them that. We just, you know, they have, know that they have. have it was their have fault. You, yeah. Have you ever had pink eye? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I did as a kid. So um, I don't know if I have as an adult. I might. I mean, maybe. So like, I get. I got a little sketchy, so I just took their fucking eye drops when they were all right right so like because i thought it would come and so i don't so i think that that's something that a movie put out you're saying like the farting on the pillows thing right which is from a movie uh, with or, um not 40 year old version knocked up i think yeah yeah knocked up, right so that's from a movie like they say that and then everybody i don't know if that's accurate or not uh, so I've thought the same thing, and it's probably because you said that, and like they just started like the best rumor in yeah, the world. It's, it's a great one. Like, don't get me wrong, and I like kind of buy it, like I do, but I, then but, I don't know if it's actually true. But I, I live, I've looked it up before, and there's something to like poop follicles being in your eye or something. Yeah, like so that. I, th- I would say any like bacteria that gets in your eye and like fucks up your eye, right? Like I that's think obviously. You think it's actual poop, though? I think it's, yeah, some sort of poop follicle. I'm waiting to shotgun this sundrop. Um, but yeah, so we, I'm sure you have a sundrop open. So let's get into the, let's get into all this before we like discuss you, crazy. You stuff. can, you can rub right. it in my face. Uh, I'll have, I'm, I'll have the wife, uh, fart on a pillow for you. And that way you can get some pink eye too. And join in the fun around the house at the Doherty's, you know. So, all right. So, first thing that I Googled, can you get pink eye if someone farts on your pillow? <laughs> you can't get pink eye from farts. Dr. Amir Mozavi supports that conclusion. He points out in a 2017 article that flatulence is primarily methane gas. And methane gas does not contain bacteria. Any bacteria present in a fart would die quickly once outside of the body. You can get pink eye from poop. Poop or specifically the bacteria or viruses in poop can cause pink eye. So it would, yeah. I mean, like, kind, kind of, if you, things, right? Yeah, like you fart and it's wet and it's on someone's pillow, <laughs> you can get, you can get pink eye. So. All right, Mike, do you want to rub in the the standings or you want me to do what I normal do, the normal no, spiel? Uh, list it off here quick. Um, All right. It looks I got like it. you had a pretty – oh, you had an over week? <laughs> Jeez Louise, I didn't realize you lost every game this week. Holy I, cow. I didn't until I was tallying up the scores, though. But anyway, so what we do, we do the six-pack and a pound every week. Uh where we just bet on six games, we pound one of them, and one of them we take an underdog, uh, whatever. So if you're to win new, outright, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're new tuning into the show, uh, 
we just tweet them out stuff. So follow us on Twitter if you want these, but you do not want my picks right now. So this week, Mike whooped my ass. Mike went five and two, missed his big dog in the Packers. Honestly, you should have had a hell of a week because the Packers should have covered. Um, <laughs> the fucking, they're fucking work. It doesn't, we'll get into that fucking Packers. Yeah, but you were kind of on a heater. So you went five and two. Uh, plus 200 on the week. Packers kind of fucked you or screwed you over. Yeah. I went 0-7, and, and this has been my betting experience lately. So I I almost didn't think it was possible to miss every single game. You had a week that I thought was never going to be beat, but you at least pushed one game. I think you have a week where you went 0-6-1. and so, All right. But this one, man, and I didn't even lose like – it wasn't even all the like close games and like, oh, whatever, last second field goal. Not that that matters in betting, but like I was on the wrong side of like everything, like from blowouts to whatever. So, anyways, I lost that one. Our punishment is shotgun and a sun drop. And I opened this one very stupidly, even though I thought I was doing it smart. So, it's going to take It'll be all right. here. Just start chugging. Let's go. All right. Oh, I need to burp out. There we go. All right. Now he's ready to go. Yep. Uh, that's a rough week, 0-7. I don't think we've seen anybody go over. Now, we used to do every game, and every game is really difficult to go over on. You can just, like, be running picks and shit like that. And so Ooh. Pat is done. No. Nope. Crushed it. No, I didn't. Couldn't, fit, couldn't nah. finish it. Oh, No, man. that one hit me harder so i open i put the hole in the wrong spot so i had to open it oh real yeah. funky yeah. weird yeah funk funky opening couldn't finish no it was a bad a rough, bad rough performance for old pat today bad so, pat, performance on the picks oh did you have shit. to do you have to work today i did yep so you did you did. That's that sucks. I mean, so like, this is a week that I like refuse to work. So, and most people that I'm working with are, but that's kind of what these people bring me in for is to not have to do that, uh, yeah. or so other people can do stuff like that. So I don't mind it, and I am definitely on the page of I would not that it would be my choice. I guess I really, if I really needed to, I could have took leave this week. But if I don't have anything going on, I don't mind working these weeks because it's just nothing happens. Like, it's just a bunch of people just mailing it in and like farting around at work. Yeah, I know that when I was at the uh, when I was at the gym, that was kind of my attitude as well. Like, what do I care if I'm there? Like, I don't have to do fucking shit. Nobody shows up. It was like eight hour days. Right. That was the whole day. And we'd have like three people come to the gym the whole, the whole day. Yeah. And that's kind of what this work environment is right now. So I like, I watch over flights and there was probably like less than half the amount of traffic that I'm normally used to watching over. So, so it's pretty nice, honestly. And those are all military flights, right? You're not doing that for. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. It's. Very specific people. And honestly, like even on like on a super busy day, it gets pretty like stressful and stuff like that. It's certain shifts are worse than others. Mine is actually kind of the nicest one. I think as far as workload, maybe the time, but whatever, we're getting too far off on the, but anyways, long story short, I am the person that goes to work during this time frame, just knowing that nothing's expected out of me is that's how i play that one yeah and so like at my current job they do expect things out of me this week like yeah one of the weeks that like they want me to so in and it drives me crazy that they expect things out of me these weeks because they want me to entertain guys and that shit drives me crazy like i'm not an entertainment director right so when i was a rec leader that's exactly what i was is an entertainment director and then but like the I would say 99% of the facility believes that I'm an entertainment director still, and I'm fucking not. That's not my job. Half the people that work <laughs> in my department believe we're entertainment directors, and that's not what we're supposed to do. But that's what we do because that's what they all believe we do. So, 
Yeah, I don't even know. I, I guess so. Like, what would be the difference between an entertainment director and a what? What are you? What's your title? So I'm a rec therapist. Right? Oh, yep. I I knew the title. Okay. And so, like, uh, my definition of what the difference is is that I'm trying to actually like put people back in the community and make them have healthy uh like leisure activities and like that's the goal it has nothing to do with whether i'm actually entertaining you gotcha. right so like makes sense you're not when i'm like, a rec leader i'm just keeping people busy i don't have to teach nothing i don't have to like tell you how to do shit like that has nothing to do with it where dude. as a rec therapist like i should be teaching you like these are the types of things you should be doing like this is the t- attitude you should have towards this. This is how you should feel when this shit's going on. Or like, how do you feel when this shit's going on? Right. So like, there's all the other pieces to it. Okay. Rec I get leader, that I there's a di- none of that shit. I get that there's a difference between those, but I feel it's like a- during Christmas though, I feel like it would be very easy to be the entertainment or whatever, not the therapist, but the entertainment piece of it. Cause it would just yeah. be, Christmas movie marathon, like <laughs> that's it. It's just like every single Christmas movie. Boom. Yeah. And so like I'm the like the head of the program planning committee at work too. So it's not like so like I plan all the shit. I just don't want to go in there and run it, especially right. during these weeks. Right. right. So it's not a mail-in time for me. I mean, it can be for some people because there's no bosses around, nobody's fucking there right pcts are always there but like no supervisors there just a couple captains couple pcts or uh, pcs's uh, some supervisors but for the most part everybody's at home all right so if you know what a pct and a pcs is you'll understand what that means Uh, so pct doesn't mean anything in that context that's just security pcs is the supervisors of the pcts and supervisors of us if our supervisor is gone, which is probably the case just due to the, the timing. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, th- we did not do any sports. Yeah. So we far. veered, we veered. Let's yeah. go. We, uh, we veered because it's the holiday season, but we are going to jump into the Packer game and give you just a quick drive by drive rundown, but it's, we're going to make it how many, how many minutes we're going to do this in. Ooh, I'll get the timer out. Let's do it in three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes to cover the Packer game. Uh, and we're gonna go right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off. Ready, start. Uh so Panthers get the first kickoff. They go three and out. Packers drive down, drive down. Jones is running really well. Dylan gets the TD. Packers second. seven nothing. Panthers drive down and kick a 52-yard field goal. Packers are up seven to three. Uh, next drive, Packers go drive down, and Jordan Love takes it in from the one on a traditional QB sneak, not a tush push. Um, it was beautiful though. I, was, I, would, really I do want to touch that. Like it was such a smart play. Like I, it looked like a not a QB sneak was called, and he just followed the center in too because there was like no D tackle on there. Sorry. I wanted to say that. So you're trying to derail me here. I get it. You're like, get me to go over the three minutes. Uh, Um, Anyway, 50 seconds. um, QB sneak, uh, 13 to three. Carlson misses the extra point. Uh, Carolina drives down, gets a 20 yard rushing TD on like a, on a reverse. It's 13, 10. Um, Next up Packers hit a field goal, go up 16, 10. Panthers go for it on fourth and two on their next drive and get stuffed, just crushed, right? Um, Packers get the ball back. Jordan Love throws a TD to Dontavian Wicks. Packers go up 23-10, head into halftime. Um, there was a couple other drives. Panthers turn over on downs and then Halfway. Um, the Packers <laughs> try a Hail Mary at the end of the half, and that's a no-go. Um, Terrible actual throw by Jordan Love on the Hail Mary, but is what yeah, it is. Yeah, he didn't have the arm to get it there on that one. I think he does have the arm, but yeah, he didn't get it. He, he didn't, didn't use it, it there. Yeah. Right? All right, so opening up the second half, Packers go three and out and go with a punt. Carolina drives down, gets a TD from Chuba Hubbard. 
uh, 23-16. They missed the PAT. Packers drive down on their next drive. Nine plays capped off with an A.J. Dillon five-yard run. Next up, Panthers punt. I think they had four plays. Green Bay is three and out. They punt again. Next drive, Carolina um, gets a TD on five plays, and it's a pass to DJ Shark to cap it off. And then uh, they go for two. They get it. Games tied 30-30. to uh, Packers take nine plays and drive down and kick a field goal. Go ahead, 33-30. I don't remember exactly the amount of time that's left here, but it's not much, right? You got 10 seconds. 30 seconds or so. And then the Panthers try to spike the ball, and it's too late. Game over. The Packers stay alive and in the playoff race with a W because – that was good. If you just ended on W, that's three minutes and one on second. On the W. We're ending on the W. There we go. <laughs> no, that was good. That was uh, quicker. Uh, we've been trying to figure out the best way to jog people's memory uh, while listening to the game. And I interrupted Mike because there's some shit that's it's just tough to leave out. But I interrupted yeah, so, Mike. Where were you I going? Mean, I was just saying that we stay alive in the playoff race with the W, right? Mm-hmm. So, like – Really, like, they could have tied that thing up if they get that ball spiked in half a second sooner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a game that started off amazing. And I think, like, through and through, our offense looks amazing, played amazing. But I think the most telling part of it, which scares me and which it shouldn't like we've talked about this on the show quite a bit. And I think like all of Packers nation, like if you're, we're hopeless optimists, but, but I think like deep down, like we're actually fairly knowledgeable Packers fans. Like this year was the year to figure out if we had a quarterback of the future, we figured that out. We're playing with house money. We're getting greedy with that house money. And I we mean, want the fact that people are pissed about the way the defense is playing with because we were just assuming Jordan Love's going to be the one that blows games. Our wide receivers aren't going to be good enough to really compete this year, right? Like, we assumed our offense was going to be the whole fucking issue. And our defense is the whole issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it is super bad. And when we get to the point where I'm trying to get the score right. So it was when it was a two-score game. So we're up 14 points. So what would that be? 16 to 30. And you could kind of feel it. You were like, the Packers are going to let them get back into this game. Like, I was thinking that. I was like, we're going to fuck around and lose this game to Carolina. We make quarterbacks look – they all look like Patrick Mahomes against us. Yeah, except for Patrick Mahomes. He didn't look that great against us. But but that was was like the only one that didn't. Um, But, yeah, it, it is brutal. Uh, It does seem like we need a change somewhere in the defense. I think the majority of Packers nation is calling for Joe Barry's head, which I think is rightfully so. I would want to see him gone, but I think I have came to something that I don't agree with a lot of the takes that are going on. And I did, I agreed with it last week because I didn't really get to think about it a lot before you said it, but whether Matt LaFleur should be tied to Joe Barry if Matt LaFleur doesn't fire Joe Barry before this season. Okay. So I am under the impression that those two are really good friends. I don't think the firing of Joe Barry should be in Matt LaFleur's hands. I feel like someone needs to come in and step in for that firing. So I think that that's fair. Like, I think your, your thinking behind it is fine. Right. My attitude about it is, is that if it's in somebody else's hands, it had to have been done. It would have been done. I mean, probably in the first stretch of games that we really fucked up. Yeah. No. And I, I, right. So if it's in Goody's hands, right. And I understand, like you're saying, I do think that it's in Matt LaFleur's hands and that's part of being a head coach. Yeah, no, I, I'm i not saying I think it's not in Matt LaFleur's hands. I think yeah. it 
completely is in his hands, but I don't think it should all be in his hands because the way that this offense is ticking and I'm just coming from like, well, yeah. a human standpoint and then like a performance standpoint, I don't think getting rid of Matt LaFleur if he can't fire yeah. Joe Barry is a good idea. Like I just don't. No, no, it's not. I don't know. That I think Matt LaFleur is an exceptional offensive coordinator, right? So that's what he is, right? Like he's a head coach too. Don't get me wrong there, but he's an exceptional offensive coordinator. My issue with Matt LaFleur is that like you have to be, it was the same with Amari Rogers for probably three weeks. We all knew he should be fucking gone or maybe more, maybe like a year. I think Riley was calling for his head before we even started. Oh yeah. The year. I was like, a, he hated him. Right. That was my guy too. That was my guy that I was going to bat for quite a bit that I was right. very so, wrong about. I think that that's like part of the issue. And so I don't know if we have to fire Joe Barry. Like I could see him being the defensive coordinator. If we get into the playoffs and we get a win, which I actually think that he does okay as a defensive coordinator against elite level quarterbacks. So if we go in and we're playing, um, it looks like it'd be hurts. It looks like. If it's Hurts or if it's um, uh, who's the guy in uh, San Francisco or Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, or it's Dak Prescott, I feel like he figures out how to beat guys like that more effectively than he understands how to beat the guy that he's never seen before. Yeah. Right. So it, we go it, against Herbert. He does fine. We go against. Mahomes, he does fine. There was another one in there that was like Goff and does fine. Like no issues against any of those guys who have all played at a high level this year, right? He played, he had good game plans. They didn't score a ton of points. Like things went smooth against those teams. So I think if we get into the playoffs, he might be okay. He might be fine. Like it might not be like an issue. It's all these guys that he's never seen before that like he can't figure out how to like do anything with. And yeah. that's part of the problem is like Bryce Young shouldn't be able to put up 300 yards. Like he had his best career yardage game anyway against the Packers. Danny DeVito, not Danny, uh, whatever his name, DeVito, Danny DeVito's grandson. Um, <laughs> now you came in, lit us up. Out. Like there's no reason that guy should beat you. Um, and then. The other one that beat us, not it was not good. I can't remember who, which team it even was. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I think just the defensive scheme is stupid. Like, yeah, it, I agree. If, and maybe it's just that it is overcomplicated when you're playing against guys that you don't need to complicate things to. And you could be 100% right because, I mean, you are you have a point there is, yeah, we showed up to play against guys that you're not going to be able to show like, oh, we're just playing man or we're just playing cover two type deal. Even though Herbert Goff and Mahomes, he had a game plan that was effective. Now, it helped that we got out to a lead at some point in those games, but either way, like they didn't run up the score. They didn't score 35 on us. Yeah. No, and but long story short, it, it looks like he needs to go. If you yeah. can't figure out how to get your guys to stop the lower level guys, like I get maybe you have the the extraordinary, yeah, maybe you're the whatever MVP quarterback killer or something like that. But I, I don't think that that's super duper the case. But I mean, I guess it could be. But anyways, let's get into the other news before we get into the SWAT. So Jair Alexander gets suspended and it looks like it's mostly the or the straw that broke the camel's back was I didn't even realize this during the game. And maybe most people didn't. I don't know. Did you realize it? I had no idea until I was on Twitter and he was spouting off about it. Yeah, so he went out and took the 
coin toss. And I think he called it, got it right, and then almost like double deferred or whatever. I know there's something stupid that you can do that shouldn't be a real thing that's even like. So you can choose to kick. And if you choose to kick, they get the choice in the second half. So they can receive and then receive. We had that happen to us in high school. Some team chose to kick the ball instead of chose to defer, right? Because they wanted to be on defense to start it. And so they chose to kick, and then we got the choice in the second half. So we chose to receive in the second half. Yeah. I mean, that just seems stupid to put it into the rules. I think you should very clearly have to say we want to kick both halves. Like, I, I don't think there should be like a trick question to that. Like, I, I know I've seen it before, and like, if you're an NFL player, you probably should be fairly. So aware of this. I don't think like I don't think it was an issue. I think you said like something along the lines of like we want to play defense or something like that. Yeah, which just means we want to defer. Yeah, I don't know I th- that it's I th- like that big of an issue. I think that's what it came down to. But that was and, like and one, honestly, one. officials should be like, "You're sure you want to kick, right?" That's what officials should do. You're sure they, you want to kick on this. They should just say, break oh, down. No, 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 the no. I want to defer so that they kick to us. Like, yeah, I think if I was a ref and someone said I want to kick, what I'm gonna say is like the rule book to them. I was like. Do you understand if you choose to kick right now, they can choose yeah. to receive yep. in the second half? I think now, what. So, yeah, well, right. Like, so dictate the rule book to them. This is how things actually should go. Yeah. Right. Because um, it's like, like checking if you're offsides, I feel like. Like, oh, the receivers. oh, so they don't do that in the NFL. And I honestly don't think like. Like if you ch- is as a player, if you check with an official, I think that that's fine, right? I do not think the Andy Reid thing, where like they should be warning us first. Fuck off! Like I don't know. Yeah, thing. I don't. I don't think so either. Like I think if if you don't check with the official, or if you check with the official and he tells you to go back, but you didn't pay attention, that's on you. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah, and so, but. I think we're off on a tangent. I'm. Uh, yeah. No, we've been rolling, rolling off script for for a while here. But the, the Alexander. Stuff. Let's get into the Alexander thing because he gets suspended, um, probably by Gutenkunz. Like, how do you feel about like this suspension? Uh I mean, I'm trying to dig into the other side of it a little bit more because. Up front, it looks stupid. It, we're going against Justin Jefferson, which the rivalry between Alexander and Justin Jefferson is like there. That thing's going to sell yep. tickets if these guys are both staying on these teams uh, for a while. So they're pretty noted to hate each other um, and to be two of the best at their positions in the NFL. So suspending them for this, uh, which – like I said, it seemed like the coin toss was a straw that broke the camel's back. But the the little remorse that he really showed for like doing something like that, uh, I don't know. Like maybe something's coming to it. Timing is awful, but yep. I, I don't think you can just let someone do whatever the fuck they want to do all the time and get away with it, if, if that's the case. I don't fully know. I think the timing and the optics of Joe Barry having awful games is uh, not not good timing, I guess. But but yeah, I think you got to be completely behind the scenes. Um, so I'm giving you guys like a cop out answer. Is sure if if he's acting crazy and doing just whatever he wants, you got to suspend a guy. Also, everybody's going to start doing shit like that. But it looks like poor timing, poor management by the Packers. Um, I won't suspend him for this game for that. So, so I guess I think it's stupid. Here's my thinking: if he's playing at a super high level, um, which I I think he generally does against high level competition, and if you put him in the right situations, he's yeah. 
elite. He had some nice plays in the Panthers game too. Right. But so he hasn't played for like, what, five weeks or something like that. Five weeks in a row, he didn't suit up, didn't go. He suited up in the Panthers game. However, right, he does the stupid shit in the Panthers game, and then he, like, pops off about it, like how he got away with it. And I think actually speaking about it was worse. I don't think any, like, if they would have said, like, oh, you know, like, you weren't supposed to, oh, yeah, so, like, I did that because, you know, like, these guys asked me to because I was just some Charlotte give that, a that lie kind of that, like saves face with the coaches him saying, Oh, the coaches don't know what the fuck's going on. And that's why I decided to make myself a captain is kind of an issue to me. Right. Like yeah. you, you saying, Oh, coaches don't have any idea where I'm from, like what I do, like that kind of thing. And that's why they didn't put me as like, or like, like yeah. he thought he should be a captain because he was from Charlotte or whatever. And maybe he should have, but then go to the fucking coach and say, yeah, please make me a captain. This is my hometown. This is what I want to do in this place. I want to play here. I want to do these things like, and they probably would. You're one of the best players on the team. I don't think that that's part of the issue. Yeah, no, I, I, there's definitely a better way to go about that. And it's exactly what you said. I think though, Maybe not in his defense, but I do think like a great coach, like a Ted Lasso-ish type coach would be aware of something like that. And for sure. you won't you won't sure. have to ask him to do that. But yeah, definitely just doing it is it's like kind of crazy to me. It's you're like and the coach has got to play this fine line, right? Like, so that's tough. Like you gotta keep the respect of the players. So that yeah. not everyone's doing that. Like, I don't know, like, is anybody from the cities that's going to be playing this week, you know, for the Packers? Maybe not. However, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my favorite city, so I decided to make myself a captain today. Right? Yeah. That could be something that is stupid. and Or I used to play for Minnesota, so now I'm a captain today. I don't know like what it would be but yeah no it just sets a bad precedence of yeah hey, hey we're just gonna let anyone just run out there and say i'm a captain today but but whatever uh if we want to on to the swat okay we'll get to the swat then all right unless there's so, other news you think we need to cover no i i think we we hammered it usually i always have to double tap it for like my head to be right but we're not going to do that today I look at no, us no advancing. Being I have I have to do it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> long story short, I think it's a dumb suspension. This isn't the week you suspend somebody for that, but okay, all, all the other points. Anyways, so we're gonna go to our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats as a Packer team, uh, mostly for week sixteen or was it week sixteen? Yeah, week sixteen. So, uh, big strength right off the bat. Jones is back for real, for real. So I know uh, he was back last week, but this week he looked spectacular, uh, busting off a 39-yard run. I want to say he had another close to 20-yard run. It was probably like 15, 16-yard run. Uh, 21 carries, 127 yards, averaging six yards a carry, and just looking as explosive as you could. Um, Just a little check mark in this one, too. So just having all of the running backs back and healthy and Patrick Taylor on the touchdown pass to Dobbs. So the last touchdown we scored, uh, he had a nice blitz pickup there. So it looks like we're three deep at running back in terms of having a third down back that can block. Uh, I seen him pick up one blitz and I was just like, okay, I'm sold. He's a third down back now. Well, and so Taylor made the team like two years in a row as like the third back, right? And so this year, Emmanuel Wilson had a really, really great camp in preseason and then is now injured, but we brought Taylor back because he's really effective in our offense. He's good too. Like Wilson and Taylor are both plus backs. Yeah. Uh, And I guess Dylan is nicked up with like a broken finger. Uh, we just 
doesn't seem like something that's going to like completely affect his game. But anyways, big strength. Uh, I mean, back. Dylan had what two touchdowns in this game? No, you said he did, but you got one of them wrong. The last touchdown was a uh, pass to Romeo Dobbs. He had the first uh, touchdown man. of the game. I got the stats up right here. I Dylan did see that he had the first touchdown of the game. Seven, yeah, seven carries, twelve yards, and a touchdown. Uh, but whatever. I think, I think that's one thing I would say too. Is like our coaching staff is pretty smart. Like they were like, we're only going to give him the ball like when we need to give him the ball, and let him recover for when we have these like cold weather games coming up. I guess Minnesota's in Minnesota, so it's in a dome. But uh, for the Bears, that's that's going to be cold as heck. And that's when maybe the, so it's the, like literally been 50 fucking degrees here. I think Christmas it was 51. Mike, I'm a weatherman, it's gonna be cold for that game. Guaranteed. I hey, Put I'm it. not buying it. It was 51 <laughs> on fucking Christmas. Yep, yep. But running back room looks good. Uh second strength, love is a stud. 17 for 28, 219 yards, two touchdowns. You know. Was clutched two out. touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The the beautiful QB sneak that I alluded to. So two passing touchdowns, um, and just a bunch of big drives. So going into halftime, uh, he put a touchdown drive together. Left thirty nine seconds left on the clock. Defense got it back. Like Mike said, the the hail mary that uh, we had wasn't beautiful by any means, but um, when the chips were on the table. Uh, Carolina came back and tied it up. Didn't bat an eye, tossed a crazy pass to Romeo Dobbs. Like, Rodgers esque, like, not that it was like a beautiful ball, like Rodgers esque, but it was like confidence of, you know, it, it was a throw you need to be confident to make in that situation. And him and Dobbs executed perfectly. Like, they didn't, they both looked like veteran dudes out there. Uh, making that drive, putting us in field goal range. I got a question uh, for you. And this is like scheme based. So this has nothing to do with strengths or anything, but it does have something to do with the uh, Hail Mary. In the Hail Mary, would you line everyone up so that they basically go into, let's say, the right hand side of the end zone and then throw it to like the left corner and just let your receiver know? And like, so. Right before you unleash it, he starts just sprinting towards the left corner. Would you I, do it differently? I love that. I, I love that idea too, but I thought maybe I'm just an idiot. Like that there's no reason that that would work. No, you dude. throw it to like the left pot, like the left back pylon and have all your guys set up in one space. And then your one wide receiver just goes that way. I think if you practice it enough where you know uh, how much time, like from what area of the field. So you're like, hey, we're going to have to toss a 60-yard bomb here. So I'm going to need you to, you know, maybe put – closer to the middle. Yeah, yeah maybe put okay. four, like, further right. one. But, no, I think that's a smart idea. And one thing I've been learning, like, more and more is – there was things we were told a lot, like when we were young, like that you couldn't do in football. Like you couldn't go for it on fourth down all the time. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. I don't know. That seems like that falls in that category of not crazy and something that could work. I like yeah, it. So I'll let Matt LaFleur know. So I think they watch this and they pay attention to the cheese to victory. So I'll just, oh, yeah. if you have to throw a Hail Mary, I'll let them know where they're supposed to throw that Hail Mary too. Okay. No, I like that a lot. And yeah, go check out Mike's cheese to victory. Cause yeah, you, you called a couple of things. You, you threw the reverse, the Packers tried it, um, tried to do the reverse on like the 20 yard line to score the touchdown. And it was, it was attempted at least uh, thanks to Mike. And then the yep. Panthers must've been listening and they actually executed it and scored a touchdown. Yeah. So both play. teams are listening to the cheese to victory. <laughs> That's not good. Panthers just stay away. Um, yeah. Vikings for this week. Don't listen to the cheese to victory. I will take less views yeah. from the cheese to victory as long as we get a W. So, yep. 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 But yeah. So love huge strength. The team 
young talent just crushing it all over the field. Uh, right. Bo Melton's making plays for us. Devontae Wicks, Tucker Craft looks absolutely awesome. It making looks like he does not want to have children, though. He wants oh, yeah. to leave yeah. everybody, and he wants to get a helmet right to the dick every week. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a hopper. Uh, you always got to have one. I think <laughs> for a while, William Henderson was our hopper uh, when we were a kid because everybody would just go so low on him, so he'd be able to yeah. jump over him. I can't remember other hoppers, but I'm sure we've had them throughout the years. But he made that catch on the last drive of the game, too, that where he like breaks three tackles or something like that and then gets like five yeah, he's like, yards or some shit. Uh, Love snuck it in there, and then he ended up like just like kind of taking off for a good right that's yeah, oh yeah 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 exactly uh he's been elite the last two or three weeks maybe a couple more ever since um musgrave went down yeah and that's another thing i've seen on the injury report i think uh musgrave has been limited in practice so far this week so yeah and so he is um like they opened his window because they put him in a IR, I believe. Yeah, they did. And so they opened his 21-day window. For okay. So he's starting to practice. Whatever. Uh, all over the field, young talent is stepping up uh, whenever we need it. So we don't even have, you know, our number one receiver or anything like that. But we have so many guys that, I mean, it looks like we're set for the future and they're playing great right now. Um this is a double tap point, but got aggressive. Mike's been been all over this uh, when we would maybe sit on the ball going into halftime. But like we were talking they about before this week, yeah, they they got a touchdown and then the defense got the ball back on a three and out, and then they went and threw a hail mary. So they were trying to step on a throw early, uh, and they were good, and then. One of the biggest things, no turnovers, very clean football when it came to that side of thing. We did have like one fumble that looked pretty bad. I can't remember who fumbled it, but uh, Johnny on the spot was Taguara uh, down the field to, yeah. pick, to yeah. pick up the fumble. Uh, but great game offensively, so there wasn't much to complain about on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I can't even really remember – Lots of like penalties or anything like that. So it looked like we were cleaner. Um, so I could double check that, but I'm not going to. Uh, weaknesses that we're going to get into is our defense cannot hold the lead. We can be up 30 to 16 and the game's not even in the bag. They're going to tie it up. They can miss uh, extra point and then go down the field again, down eight, score a touchdown, score a two point conversion, tie this game up. And that's yep. against the worst team in the league right now, at least record-wise. And, I mean, they I mean, are. So if you're they're, the worst team in the re- league record-wise and you're in the um, NFC South, which is the worst division in the league, division? Yeah. yeah. In the league, record-wise, you're probably the worst team in the league. But Yeah, yeah, real bad. Uh, another weakness, you know, Another thing we've already double tapped. We're making average QBs look like MVPs week in, week out. Uh, Joe Barry is just trying to get QBs paid. Yeah, that's. I think they just benched the Giants. Just decided to bench Devito after two lackluster weeks when the um, Giants looked like world beaters against us. Yeah, yeah, they his Tommy Devito's yeah dreams came crashing down. Real quick, Danny Christmas. I think you said Tommy. It's Danny, though. Is it Danny? <laughs> no, it's Tommy. You, you broke right. my you broke my brain with that. <laughs> like I was like, now I can't think of what his first name is. Um, yeah, no, I don't even. I can't remember it, but I always want to say Danny. I think it's Tommy. Veto, I know. I'm I sure it is. Um, but yeah, and then another thing on defense, we didn't force a turnover. Like we said, we're playing against a very average quarterback that uh, I didn't look back at his stats, but I do feel like he's probably turned the ball over a decent amount. And the defense was 0 for 3 in red zone stops. 
And that's kind of like what our whole defense is built on is we will bend, but we won't break. We won't give up touchdowns in the red zone. And they were three for three on scoring touchdowns when they were in the red zone. Uh, As for opportunities, uh, I feel like the way Dylan and Jones, like I said, Dylan didn't get much play. Uh, He did have that touchdown, uh, seven carries, 12 yards whatever but i think when we get both those guys fully healthy it does look like our playbook opens up an even extra door that it doesn't even look like we need right now but i know when we were struggling offensively uh i think our our boy dusty evely uh calls it the pony package when they have both dylan and jones healthy and on the field at the same time that they can have some like creative stuff so that's an opportunity, I think, is if we get both those guys on the field at the same time, I know we have some more creative plays to come uh, with an offense that has been getting more more and more creative every single week, except for, uh, was it against the Giants where we didn't really throw a wrinkle in there? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It was one of the teams that we decided not to throw, <laughs> like be aggressive in certain ways, and it definitely felt like it cost us. Yeah, I know I want to say that that was the Giants game. Um, another opportunity, uh, we could fire Joe Barry. And I think, I guess I don't know how it would go over in the building, but over Green Bay Nation, it would go over very, very, very well. And I think if they promoted a guy in the system, it would give the defense a spark. And I think that spark could get us in the playoffs, which are you also. Even, you don't even need to change like the system that they're running and their plays that they're running. You need to change the way they play call those plays. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're not going to play 10 yards off the ball. Hey guys, we get third killed. and six. Yeah. Right. We get killed on the seams every single time. Let's, let's put some more concentration on, on the, the seams. And maybe we'll be good to go. But, uh, yeah, I I think that that's an opportunity. Um, and another opportunity is if we win the next two games, there is a very, very, very good shot that we're going to make the playoffs. Um, we just need the Rams or the Seahawks to lose one of their last two games. And I want to say the Seahawks play Steelers in Arizona and – the Rams definitely play the 49ers. I don't remember who the other team is off the top so of So I think but. that when I was looking at the games, it seemed like one win, Arizona, like easy win, right? For someone like the Seahawks. Seattle. And then and then uh Pittsburgh. The Rams had one that like appeared to be super easy as well. Like I don't want to say it's the Panthers, but like a game like that that they should easily win yeah yeah so i mean it's there's a good chance that one of those two teams is going to drop a game i think the easiest chip to fall that you would say is almost a for sure thing until this week i guess really is that the the rams are going to lose to the 49ers which the the ravens made the 49ers look fairly average but I also think that that actually played in our favor as well is because the Eagles still have a shot at the one seed now and the 49ers yeah. are going to have to play out this season to hold that one seed, which ends up being very important, being the only team that gets a buy. Um, one weakness that I want to jump back to, so we're going opportunities to weakness. Anders Carlson, what what do you think is going on here? We, we missed a, another... Did he miss? He didn't miss a field goal. He just missed an extra point. PAT. Yep. Um, so I am in the assumption that the Packers have decided. They decided at the beginning of this season, and so what we're running into now is guys learning on the job, and those guys that are learning on the job still late in the season. Anders Carlson is a great example of this. Might not always be perfect, right? He's not going to hit every everything. 
But we decided going into this season, we're going to let Jordan Love learn. We're going to let Christian Watson learn. We're going to let Romeo Dobbs learn. We're going to let Dontavian Wicks learn. We're going to let uh, Jaden Reed learn. So like, on, so all these forth. guys, everybody is learning. Like We're going to cut everyone. The reason we cut Mason Crosby isn't because he isn't good. It's be- yeah. Or didn't renew his contract. It's because we were resetting the team. We get moved on from Rodgers. Like the only thing we had left from the like even like a long time ago is Bakhtiari. He's the only guy that is really like aged and not talented. I shouldn't say not talented, but like his contract doesn't allow us to move on from him unless something like crazy would happen, right? And so the only person or the only area of the team that we didn't move on to from was left tackle and running back one. Those were the only two spots that were, were, we were like, we have to give an extra contract here. Like Adrian Amos was gone. Um, Preston Smith had like one year left. And so like he will be moving on after this year, almost for sure. We had reset everything, but we had planned for the Preston Smith one. Carlson is just the last guy to be like step into the pro role right he's taking the longest to get there yeah and that's kind of the way i look at it is that it's not that he's a bad kicker it's that he doesn't really understand how to be a complete pro yet this offseason he might take leaps and bounds forwards right that's my assumption um i think people get upset and they're like bring crosby back bring crosby back yeah i think that if you had Aaron Rodgers on this team, Crosby would have been on this team and we wouldn't have drafted Carlson. That it wasn't until we were in a building year, we wouldn't have taken a kicker as long as Crosby was willing to kick for us. Yeah. And he's on the And Giants I think now, that's so. why Carlson's kicking for us. Is he perfect? Nope. I do think he, that he will get better. That was the longest answer on a kicker I've ever heard, Mike. But uh, I'll just, Jackie would be so proud of me. <laughs> ultimately he did end up hitting the game winner and he hit a 53 yarder. So I think you're right. I think it's, yeah, just letting him learn and grow. And if he doesn't do it next year, I guess you can get rid of him then. Um, Last thing I have is threats. And I only got one real threat and is that's if the defense doesn't fix itself, we're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Which I think think you could say the same thing about the special teams. I think that our offense, and this has been the Packers since what, 2009, right? 2008, whatever year, like you want to pin on it, maybe before this, maybe even when Favre was there, that like our defense and our special teams don't do enough to like mitigate bad offensive games. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. I'm, I mean, obviously, we won the Super Bowl in, God, now I want to say 2011, right? It was it was 10-11. 10-11, we win the yeah. Super Bowl, right? And so, like, that year, I think our defense late in the season did enough to do that, right, to mitigate bad offensive games. And at no other point during the Rodgers tenure did that happen. Yeah, because Nick Collins goes down fairly shortly after – uh, they won the Super Bowl. I think that I want was... to say that it was the next the next season that he hurt his neck. He might have had a few more games after that, but then it was done. Yeah, and I think that was a big piece. Um, yeah, but I think that basically does it for our show this week. I guess uh, one thing that I liked and you mentioned in the cheese to victory was uh letting Nixon back off his leash uh for kick and punt returns and yeah. he was he was back at it trying to make a big play I think that big play is still coming that'll be my bold prediction is that Keyshawn Nixon is gonna have a touchdown before this season's over and let's fucking go yeah so that was cool um check out Mike's uh cheese to victory I think man you You've been doing a good job doing some like Nostradamus shit in those. I, so, so it feels like weirdly enough, it feels to me like they listen and they're like, Matt LaFleur is like, 
That's a fucking good idea. So I'm going to put my Hail Mary, and then maybe I should throw out my uh, idea for the uh, the 17th game, right? So the how you break it up so that everybody has eight and eight home games, and then you put one in Europe. Like yeah. everybody has a like a sister city in Europe. And then I did think of something that kind of adds to it. Make those cities bid on a team. Right. Okay. So if so if London wants the Packers, let's just say that that's the case. They Some have to pa- put up money. Some Paulo's getting the Packers, buddy. Get it, ready. it doesn't matter who, like they have to put up real money to get the Packers to the NFL. Right. So they like purchase their their NFL team. So the reason I don't like it is that would only grow the game to areas where there's money, I guess. But I guess that's kind of the American. But that's the way it is now anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay is excessively unique in all of professional sports. Like you're not going to put a team in like a, like a, I mean, so a small city. Yeah. Green Bay is a relatively small city. Yeah, my only thing is I want the Packers in Brazil. So, and I don't think Brazil yeah. hangs hangs in there well when it comes to uh, the economics of of the f- world. Uh, I was going to say the free world. I don't even know. So you say you test. said Sao Paulo, but like Rio, probably. I mean, they just Sao Paulo is like the sixth largest city in the whole entire world. Sao Paulo is huge. It's so bigger than Rio. How can they not have real money? Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know what Sao Paulo's budget for a football team is, but right. And there's probably some freaking billionaire that lives down there that we have no idea about. Quadrillionaire. Yeah. He does something. He does. He fishes the Amazon. I don't know. Could be, but no, I I love that idea. Uh, through and through the bidding on the team, that's probably smart too. Like, to well, do so like that's thing. how you sell it to the NFL. That's how the NFL become like can sell it to their owners. That you don't get a free home game, you don't get an extra home game, but you get paid whatever amount of money for this city to have your team. Yeah, and I think you send um, the California teams west the. Uh, I guess though that screws up my Green Bay thing. We can brainstorm it more, but I do think you send like uh, the Rams. So you're to, saying you send California to like Japan, yep, or China, yep, or, Seattle, uh, Australia, or whatever, right? So that yes. side of the Seattle, so you send them to the Far East, I guess. But you send them west. Uh, the plane goes west, and they <laughs> and they end up in the east. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I know I like that idea that like the Chargers end up in Sydney, Australia, or something like that, where the Giants end up in like London. Yeah, which I think you probably the Jags, but yeah, whatever. I think it's a great idea. Packers end up in the South. Hopefully, yeah. Is Brazil like super far south? Yeah, I mean in South America, it's pretty far south, right? I mean it's. One so you'd probably more than likely get like, let's see, let's something in the mid south. The Titans is going to Brazil. Yeah, that that would be how my theory was working. I mean, you definitely, I think, send like the Dolphins to like the Caribbean or something. So it's not even like that far for the Dolphins, and I think they already have like a big fan pull down there. Um, yeah, and so I don't know that I would consider like the Caribbean at all. I would only consider maybe like fairly far south in South America, and then Africa, Europe, Asia. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, right? So the, like the Caribbean, like Havana can... doesn't have an opportunity. Like you should have figured that. Even Mexico City would be tough for me to deal with. See, I feel like you sent a Texas team there. I think you send a team like I love the sister city idea because I love the idea of the same team going back there yeah. every time and them so, having the fans in that area. I've had two thoughts on this. I think you should have if you bid on an AFC team, 
right? If you say, like, let's say you've been on the Broncos, right? So, like, that's a Switzerland city because it's mountains, right? You also get an uh, NFC team. You get both. So you never lose out on game. You get a game every year. I thought the way we worked it out is there was that game every year. So, like, what'd you say? Sao Paulo, Brazil? Yeah. They get two teams. Okay. They get, because one year it's the NFC gets an extra home game, and one year the AFC gets an extra home game. So, if we have 17 games, though, the whole idea was that one of the games was in the sister city. Right? Right. So, like, you're that extra home game. for Let's say it's the Pittsburgh and the Packers get the same city. Yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. It's like each team would have like an extra home game. I think you've just figured out a way to have one game at your sister city every year. So, or does but that like not work? Like, if you're the Packers, like, no, I get what you're saying that like you feel like one game your away game could be at so that you same have sister city but i don't think that that it works that way i think you just like there's only 16 cities outside of america that get them okay we will brainstorm this more but we will let you guys go this is the christmas special uh it's coming out a little bit late but no i love that idea and uh it's yeah, the greatest just, idea i've ever come up with i think yeah, and just for future forecasting of how this show is going to go, uh, we're going to get into the Bucks a little bit more once the football season's over. Some Wisconsin basketball as well. Uh, we are very much one tunnel vision people right now. Yep, our tunnel vision's on the NFL. Once the NFL's over, we'll probably get a little bit goofier, and then more NBA and NCAA basketball, ah, uh, shit. And we probably should do some baseball shit. So yeah, yep. But that's how it go. But as always, thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate the support. If you like, subscribe, share. We appreciate it. And Mike, what do you got for him? If you're doubting the Brewers, the Batters, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Need my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.